Welcome to Sattva Himalayan Wisdom. In this episode, Anand invites us to let go of our rigid viewpoint and shares the beautiful insight of the great masters. Aim to be wise rather than right. One of the great invitations from the great masters, those who have walked the path, those who have lived a life of great value, great realization, is to aim to be wise, is to move in the direction of wisdom rather than being right. You see, this is a great insight that uh, we should all adapt, that we should all invoke within ourselves. One of the great trappings is the trap of being right. The ego mind, when I say the ego mind, we mean the consciousness state identified with an isolated value of self, burdened by conditioning, seeks security in being right. So when we look it out in our world, and especially these days, we see more and more of it with the social medias and whatnot, where people attack each other. And what we see in this landscape is not a conflict of two wrongs. It's not a conflict of a right and a wrong. Is actually a conflict of two rights. For there to be a conflict between two people or amongst a group of people, everybody has to have a sense that they are right. So when we have in the world this conflict, you see, the conflict is of two relative values of right, relative values of truth to distinct point of views. And to anybody who has a viewpoint, to him or her, it makes absolute sense to have that point of view. And we can find people getting all worked up, creating stress for themselves, creating stress for their communities, friends turning into foes, just for these distinct values of viewpoints, distinct positionalities being held rigidly. So the evolutionary being, the being who is really interested in evolving, in growing, should be interested in being wise, not just being right. For being right leads us nowhere. Being wise leads us to great freedom. Being wise leads us to great joy. Wisdom is not an information. It is not an accumulated data stored in your brain. It is not made up of memory. It is not made up of quotes. It is not made up of ideas, thoughts arising from political identity or religious identity or race-based identity. Wisdom is born out of something deeper in you. It is when your consciousness, your awareness starts to make contact with the deepest value of who you are. 
beyond the conditioned stored data. That's where wisdom lives. And the wiser you are, the more you become capable of understanding and acknowledging distinct point of views. Because the wise one holds no point of view rigidly. Since he or she holds no point of view rigidly, he or she is supremely capable of comprehending distinct point of views, the distinct so-called rights. And this is a very important thing for us to understand in this day because we are living in the day and age of information and the information, different information is flying to us from different angles, different point of views, often very confusing. And if you're looking for what's right, what's right, I am right, who's right, is he right or is she right, then you find yourself in confusion, lost. So what we are interested in is not just being right, but being wise. When we can be wise within ourselves, we can see the certain value of truth, we can see the certain validity from distinct point of views. For the seer sees from his or her consciousness state, the knower knows from his or her consciousness state, the reporter reports from his or her consciousness state. And when our consciousness state is refined, is expanding, then it has to naturally has the ability to understand someone who might have a more limited consciousness state. Just like when you are in fifth grade, your understanding has to naturally include what you have studied in first grade and second grade. And so what you call fifth grade has to include all the values, all that knowledge that you have gathered. So it includes all the knowledge that you have gathered in the preceding years, yet it transcends it. So for you to be wise, you have to naturally have the ability to understand the distinct values of relative truth. So that is why in yoga we say the true nature of self is Sat Chit Ananda. Sat is truth, the unchanging, that which is true at all places, at all times. For something to be true at all places, at all times, it has to be subtler than time. For time is change. In time, what is true now will change. It might become not true in 10 years from now. What we think about nature, what we think about laws of physics, they all might change in 100 years from now, 200 years from now. Laws will change. All things in the relative reality change. So when we are speaking of Sat, Sat is the domain of the wise. But Sat is subtler than space and time. So as through the integrated practice of the yogic technology, of the spiritual path, which I often say is the most important thing one can do 
in one's life is to really cultivate that inner universe because that's the only thing that really sets you free that's the only thing that leads you to supreme wisdom to jnana as one gains that inner wisdom as we refine through that integrated approach through integrated practice we dive deep within ourselves we begin to access the domain of sat and that sat is bottomless in its capacity it is not just a concept that you grasp okay i have grasped sat no sat is a state which you begin to access and that state in itself is dynamic so the more you access that state of sat the deeper inner freedom you begin to experience and that naturally renders you capable of understanding distinct relative values of truth distinct values arising from different point of views from distinct positionalities the different versions of right you are no more right you are just wise as in that great vedic story of the blind man and the wise master i'm sure a lot of you must have heard that story but stories are beautiful even when they are retold and reheard so i'll tell you this story in short just to drive this point home there is the 10 blind students who come to study with a great master they're all of the same age and in the indian ashrams at that time there used to be elephants they would keep as pets like we have dogs they would have elephants as pets very well treated and very well kept and so the master as a teaching tool took all these 10 of his students to the elephant and asked them that i'm going out to the forest to collect some wood in the meanwhile till i return i want you to wash the elephant and so he makes them hold the elephant at different parts and these uh, kids haven't ever experienced the elephant by touch they have never talked about the elephants so this is their first experience of this of this being this expression of nature that we call an elephant so as they start to watch this naturally the conversation begins as to what the elephant looks like and the two say well the elephant they are holding the washing the tusk and they say well it feels like a rock very thin and pointy very hard one is holding the tail and he says no it feels like a thin and rope is very flexible the other is holding a trunk the four are holding the two hind and two fore legs so they become the majority so we have majority and the lesser majority and then we have rebel point of views and then we have all kinds of conspiracy theories within it so we have all these different people holding the elephant all having distinct point of views before we know it their whole quarrel breaks out a whole debate and everybody screaming at their at the top of their lungs and the master returns and he asks what's going on 
all of them answer we started to discuss what the elephant looks like and i am holding the elephant in my hand i can feel it i feel if feels like a rope and the other says he feels like a rock and the other says he feels like a ball so all different people give their different point of views and they are all very passionate about it very certain about it for one to be right the other has to be wrong and the master smiles within his own being and says to all his students you are all right but you are also all wrong and this is a very important teaching that we have to see are we holding on to just point of view certain positionalities that driving us to a sourness are we holding to certain viewpoints which are making us more stressed which are making us more limited within our own hearts is it making us have rage anger towards our own fellow beings for if it is doing so then it is not wisdom when wisdom arises in your heart when you are wise when it is wisdom that you know in your own inner environment you will find peace you will not find rage against any other person you will not find angst again any different point of view you will not find the need within you to demonize anyone you will understand the limitation of different point of views you will understand why their person or that community or that group has a certain point of view because of their conditioning because of their history because of their attachment to a certain positionality it's really not personal to them but a reflection what a person believes or what a person holds to be true or what a person is attached to is a reflection of their whole journey is their consciousness state and all conscious the beauty of the consciousness state is it can alter it can change people can grow so as yogis as practitioners as people who are interested in living a meaningful life this is our invitation let us move in the direction of wisdom let us aim to be wise let us cultivate an inner culture and our practice that is taking our awareness in the direction of sat let us cultivate that wisdom within us remember the wiser you get the more silent you get within yourself the lesser you know the more noise you make the wiser ones are always more silent within themselves they do not feel the need to impose their ideologies onto the world they don't need to convince you to their point of view to convert you to their point of view there is a spaciousness in wisdom in this righteousness there is a contraction a limit this urge to demonize the urge to prove others wrong waste one's life in that and a lot of angst arises from that we are seeing that in the current landscape in our world 
This is not the world we want to create. A world where everyone seems to know everything. Yet, no one knows themselves. So we have a world where there's a lot of noise, hyperactive ego, hyper-loud egos, but very little depth, very little listening, very little understanding. So this is my invitation to you if you're listening to this talk, that within you is that dimension of wisdom where wisdom lives. You are the wise one that this world needs. And please do not confuse wisdom to just information. Wisdom is a consciousness state within you. And the wiser you get, the more capable you naturally will become to understand the relative values of truth. Where one sees one, you will be able to see ten. And where somebody sees ten, you are able to see hundred. So you are liberated in every moment. You do not hold on to any positionality rigidly. Holding on to any positionality rigidly is a precursor to suffering. So as you look within yourself and you will see what, what are the truths that you are holding on to. What are the point of views that you are holding on. And as you are holding on to them, are they liberating you? Are these point of views creating spaciousness within your being? Are these so-called ideas of right? Are they liberating you or are they contracting you? Check within your body. Is it creating stress within your body, within your heart? Or is it creating spaciousness? Is it creating a joyousness? Is it giving birth to compassion? To generosity? To awe? To appreciation? Is it opening up your heart and your mind to this wondrous reality that you are in? Is it creating excitement in you about the future? About discovering more? Look within yourself and if it is not expanding you, then it is time to let it go. Let it be surrendered and embrace the wisdom that is born out of surrender. Do not waste your time trying to convince the world about yourself. That's a wastage. Wisdom needs no validation. It is ignorance that needs validation. So this point of views which are dominated by the value of ignorance, they need validation. The wise one needs no validation. It's self-evident the wisdom so let us be the wise one in the ever increasing noise of rights where everybody is screaming through the loudspeakers what's right what's wrong be that one who knows within their heart the truth. 
and what you will find that even in all that noise your silence will dominate your clarity will dominate in that confusion you will dance the dance of shiva be wise my great beloved as the great poet rumi said beyond the world of the right and the wrong there is a land and i'll meet you there stay wise namaste you've been listening to satvi himalayan wisdom if you enjoyed remember to like share or subscribe for more wisdom and information visit satviyogaacademy.com